Hi, I'm Sandy Motley, and I'm the president of Fixed Networks at Nokia. We saw a really significant increase in traffic uh, to the tune of about 30 to 40% growth, and this happened overnight. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hey, Sandy, it's so nice to speak with you. Hi, it's great to be here as well. It's almost been a year since the pandemic hit, and everyone knows just how much it's turned our world upside down. But you're here to discuss some of the impacts that COVID has had on our networks and those who use them and those whose job it is to maintain them. Since 2020 is coming to a close, it seemed like an appropriate time to delve into some of these things once again. But before we do that, What is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? Yeah, so um, I certainly will say that more recently being selected as one of the few female leaders uh, as part of the Nokia's global leadership team and as president of Fixed Networks, this was certainly an empowering day. Uh, I was honored uh, to represent uh, the awesome team and to lead the really effective business, but also understood uh, the responsibilities uh, that I had in the role because there was lots of folks looking at me and there was lots of visibility to to my position and uh, felt I needed to to do my best certainly to represent women. So challenges, uh, empowerment, but also responsibilities. Yeah, I think that's, a good way of articulating what it's like to be a minority in a field. It's, you know, empowering, but also there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that when you are asked to represent women as a whole. (laughs) Okay. So this next question is a bit different. What is your favorite piece of technology? Well, it's probably no surprise that my favorite technology is fixed access broadband. Uh, especially during the pandemic. Uh, Fixed access has been really critical to keep governments, businesses, households operating and running smoothly. And it's been our lifeline to the world, really. So I'll say for all of those reasons, uh, it's my favorite. Thank you for providing me the perfect segue into what you're really here to talk about. So what are some of the broadband challenges we're still facing as individuals and families as a result of the pandemic? And, you know, what about challenges facing businesses? Yeah, so the global lockdown has really shown that broadband uh, is key to keep uh, economies and societies running. Like I said, we saw a really significant increase in traffic uh, to the tune of about 30 to 40% growth, and this happened overnight. Uh, And in addition, people's digital behavior changed. So a lot of these increases happened on the fixed network side because that's the network that was designed to have massive quantities of data in the home. Uh, And countries, we found that countries that relied heavily on mobile broadband saw that they struggled a bit to keep up since those aren't the networks uh, that were designed for massive consumption at home. Um, but it, overall, we do, we do see and believe that both mobile and fixed networks are needed 
for optimal performance and optimal coverage. So some of the biggest challenges have indeed been this increase in demand for broadband and higher speeds and the new digital behavior that we've all had to learn to, um, to live within. What can broadband providers do to update their network networks to meet higher user demand? But also, since it's been going on for a bit, what are providers doing? You know, how is the industry responding to this? Yeah, so there's uh, actually a number of things that can be done, some short-term, some long-term, and they fall into probably three different categories. So the first is, you know, they could increase access capacity and speeds on their network, and they can do that fairly quickly, and I'll talk about some of the areas there. Um, Then second, maybe a little bit longer term, is um, they can combine different technologies. And then the third is going to cloud uh, to reduce complexity, improve operational efficiency is is the third area. So under access, um, we have a full range of uh, network solutions uh, for fixed access. And as I said, customers can leverage these existing uh, networks to build speed and intelligence and capacity for their customers. So that, for example, the same fiber that was providing users a gigabit of service yesterday is now providing uh, 10 gigabits of service, and that will evolve to 25 gigabits over time. Um, In addition, on October 8th in 2020, we, we together with nine major communication industry operators and vendors did announce the signing of a 25 gig symmetric PON multi-source agreement. So we're really excited about this next step in the technology and it's available in Q1 of uh, 2021. So right around the corner. Um, Then looking at combining technologies, um, you could combine fiber and 5G. Uh, they indeed complement one another. You can reuse fiber to the home networks uh, to connect businesses, uh, 4G and 5G small cells, so that um, you can get to um, 5G and you can get to um, faster capabilities um, in a much quicker deployment uh, scenario. And then lastly is cloud with all of these combinations of technologies uh, and new capabilities coming on board, networks are becoming very complex. And if you um, can deploy some of the capabilities that we provide with cloud services, it really allows for network architectures, Uh, to be simplified, allowing open interfaces, uh, standard data models, so that our customers um, can program and change service capabilities instead of doing a lot of that manually. So it certainly simplifies things as well. Okay, great. And of course, another issue that became more evident once the pandemic hit is the digital divide. First, how serious of an issue is this really? Are there some specifics you can provide to illustrate how pervasive the digital divide is? Yeah, so certainly at Nokia, we like to think that broadband is a fundamental right. And this is, you know, really part of what we communicate more broadly, you know, particularly due to the pandemic because of uh, the lifeline that it provides. And according to an analyst firm, Broadband Trends, out of the 2.5 billion households worldwide, 
900 million of them are unconnected and have no access to fixed broadband. And then there's another 500 million homes that are connected but are underserved. And they, which means they don't have speeds up to the 50 megabits per second down and 15 megabits per second up. And this is a new analysis that we've done that uh, provides um, information that these levels of service is what's critical now during the pandemic, um, you know, as we work from the home and we do many activities in the home. So the households that don't have these services are vulnerable and they're vulnerable not only socially, but economically. And they have reduced access to information, to essential services and to really connecting with others. So connecting the unconnected and boosting speeds for the underserved needs to be a key priority uh, for our industry and for policymakers alike. And just as a brief follow-up question, do you consider this spotlight that has been placed on our digital, digital divide sort of like a silver lining to, to this crisis? Yeah, so we're already seeing our customers, um, in some cases, shift priorities towards um, towards working these broadband gaps. Uh, so, so indeed, I think it's really helping the world to become better connected. And if there's maybe anything positive to be said about it, as you've stated, you know, maybe that's it. Is that um, you know we now have even a stronger e- effort to connect the unconnected and to boost speeds around uh, the world. And what is Nokia doing specifically to bridge this divide? Well, so we've been in the broadband business from the very beginning. Um, so, And we've been working with multiple vendors uh, to constantly improve our technology so that end users can be connected quickly and in the most cost-effective way possible. So with the same amount of money, you can connect more people and you can connect them sooner. Um, But in addition to the technology evolution, we're also working with governments on key initiatives. As most countries have super ambitious broadband plans and coverage targets, uh, there, you know, an example of that is RDOF, which is a program that's in the U.S. and it's Rural Digital Opportunity Fund, and that's specifically aimed to bridge the digital divide and help rural communities thrive. Uh, so that's one example. Many governments have similar programs in place, and we're working with them as well as our customers uh, to ensure. That, um, that we provide these services and that we support uh, the needed in that way. My last question for you, Sandy, is more about looking to the future. As this challenging year comes to a close, you know, we're almost at the end of 2020. What are some of the biggest trends you're personally keeping an eye on when it comes to fixed broadband specifically, but also connectivity more generally? Yeah, that's a great question. And we're um, witnessing a very clear trend in that operators are accelerating their investment in fiber. Um, and we looked you know, at some of the latest broadband reports and there's significant broadband access demand that's being driven by North America, Europe, um, and also Latin America and MIA. 
Uh, China, who was always leading the way in terms of fiber deployments and probably accounted for about 60% of fiber deployments in the world, uh, as we move into 2022, 2023, uh, they will only represent about 12% where the rest of the world will clearly be deploying fiber, and we've already started to see those trends grow. In addition to that, uh, in the U.S., utilities and private investors have started to roll out fiber as well. So more power utilities are diversifying their core business with these fiber deployments. And they're not only providing connectivity services to their end users, but they're also helping to make national backbone networks more robust and more capable. Well, Sandy, thank you so much for speaking with me today. And I, you know, we can all just hope that 2021 is a bit different than 2020. <laughs> uh, but I really appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you. It was really great uh, to be here. And I'm really happy to be able to, um, to share some trends and uh, also some efforts that we can do together in order to, uh, to improve the situation for individuals. Well, Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. Today's show was produced and edited by me, Catherine Spaglia. <laughs>